Hey everyone, welcome and thanks for joining Beautiful Bible Podcast. This is my reading journey through the beautiful and inspired story about Jesus, who we are, and how God loves us with an everlasting love. I'm Eric, and we're currently in 1 Corinthians. I've I've been meditating on how Paul wraps up chapter 9. In verse 27, he wrote, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And the initial thing that struck me was the idea that he could be disqualified, that Paul understood following Jesus was a continual and always-on relationship, not a series of steps or action items that seal the deal. It's not a question of can you lose your salvation versus, you know, once saved, always saved, which, you know, just as you know, I think is just a really unhelpful way to look at it. You know, being in a relationship means something that is both forever and fragile at the same time. Um, The other thing I kept reflecting on was the first part of the sentence that he needed to actively and perpetually work and train himself to stay in line with the spirit. You know, living as a as a spirit-filled human isn't some sort of magic trick. It requires a lifetime of training, and I think that definitely is a super hard pill to swallow. I mean, you know, we actively try every day to make life easier and more convenient comfortable, efficient for ourselves. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But to be honest, most of us don't actively prefer the harder options. Or, you know, maybe that's just me. Mm. The other thing I keep thinking about is what's well, really the same thing that's been flowing through the whole letter. This other-centeredness. Paul amps it up even more in the chapter we read yesterday. You know, chapter 10 is the section about food, to eat it or not eat it, to which Paul basically says yes and no. Like, look, all the food is good to eat. Food is food, and only God is real. Anything else like idols and such are just, you know, BS. So... You're free to eat the food. But in that same scenario, if there might be anyone observing you, like maybe a new believer who used to be in that temple idol sacrifice space, or, you know, someone who is still in that that space with idols and stuff, but maybe curious or checking out Jesus or, or whatever, well, don't eat the food. 
don't be the reason that someone struggles with following Jesus or may think that Jesus is just another idol or, you know, everything is really just the same stuff. Don't be the reason for anyone to turn away from Jesus. And that resonated. That resonates still today in today's societies and churches and modern-day altars. Other-centeredness. Jesus fellowship. That. All right. Today we're in chapter 11. Let's go. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions even as I delivered them to you. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, since it is the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut off her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. For a man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man. For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as a woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it is a disgrace for him? But if a woman has long hair, it is her glory. For her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. But in the following instructions I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. And I believe it in part, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. 
for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give directions when I come. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus is accursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by the one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. 
if the foot should say, because I am not a hand that do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor, and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. All right, we'll stop here for now. Thanks for listening and for supporting Beautiful Bible Podcast. The vision here is to read and meditate on the Bible and to share this experience so that we can know and grow in Jesus together in this life with God. Okay, be cool, be blessed, read the Bible. Peace out.